0: Leonard Lee here, the host of Say Yes and Become. And before we begin our conversation today, I want to tell you about Papa's Roast coffee. It's my favorite. Papa's Roast is taken from a single origin coffee source and then roasted in small batches so you get an amazing quality with every bag you buy. The care and expertise shown by Dean and Debbie Christ in making Papa's Roast has made Papa's Roast my favorite coffee to drink each day. Now you can get your own Papa's Roast by ordering online at www.papasroast.com. You'll find a link in the show notes. Now let's get to today's conversation. Hey, welcome to Say, Us, and Become. I'm your host, Leonard Lee, and we are starting a series on marriage called That One Thing. And That One Thing is identified as uh, well, whatever the couple decides to, uh, we are just simply saying, what is that thing in your marriage that helps it thrive? What do you do, uh, that makes your marriage, uh, work for you? Now, I want to set a warning here. I said, no couple can answer, uh, just simply Jesus or sex. And, uh, the two reasons for that are, um, uh, we know Jesus is the answer, um, and that putting him at the center of our relationship works, and so we'll talk about how that happens. And sex, well, we just won't talk about that because sometimes there's fragile ears listening, isn't that right, Justin?
1: Mm, true. <laughs> you speak the truth.
0: <clears throat> hey, uh my friends are here, Justin and Stacy Orr. Justin's been on the podcast several times. Uh, I've known them for about two thousand years. Uh, we've been friends. We have served in ministry together we have uh we've hung out we've eaten food together uh, for a lot of years and uh, we've been in the same churches we have uh uh, well we just got back from cuba where we all were there together facing hurricanes and and uh sword fighting and jousting at windmills and all that fun stuff and so uh justin and stacy welcome to say yes and become our marriage series that one thing Hey, would you guys take a second or two or 10 and introduce yourselves?
1: Yeah, <laughs> my name is Justin and my amazing wife, Stacey. Hi. And uh, for those of you who don't know who we are, um, I am a associate pastor at Heights Church. Um, we've been, gosh, we've been married now almost 18 years. This November will be 18 years for us. We, we call it, we're we're going to be an adult this year. And so our marriage gets to go off the rails. That's what we were telling. We were joking about that (laughs) on the way uh, back from having breakfast or this morning. And um, we have a grown son. So we are empty nesters, which is crazy fun. Um, What do you want to say?
2: Um, Hi, my name is Stacey. I work full time in the child welfare field as a, I guess I have a degree as a social worker, but I just do a whole bunch of extra stuff with child welfare. And
1: um, what else are we supposed to say about
2: ourselves? We we're supposed to just introduce ourselves.
0: Okay, that's <laughs> it. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all she's got. All well, got. let's just close then, and that'll be perfect. <laughs> yeah, that great. Yeah, was- um, as I said before, Justin, and Stacy, and I have uh, have invested tons of hours as friends and ministry partners, and uh, uh, and I couldn't think of any anybody else that I wanted to kick off our series. That one thing um more than I wanted them to. And so let's just jump right in. Uh tell us how you guys met. Tell us a little bit about your uh uh what brought you guys together and what is that how'd that work? I already know the answers just so you know.
2: <laughs> let's let's change it up then since he thinks he knows the answers.
0: Anytime you are eh.
2: <laughs> short answer we met at church. Um there's a longer answer.
0: I think that's
1: what he's looking
0: for. Oh, goodness. The longer one. (laughs) The longer. We've got an hour to fill.
2: Got it. Okay, go ahead.
1: Oh, no. I want to hear your perspective of this first.
2: (laughs) Well, we met at church. Um, We actually met in a small group kind of setting where we were doing prayer nights in um, your house, Leonard. And um, that's when I first remember meeting you for the first time. We were coming to these prayer meetings on a weekly basis and um, we just kind of were in the same circle. So you had a lot of young adults in your home at that time, Leonard, mm-hmm. their early 20s, um, some people working, some people in school, et cetera. So we just had a group of young adults that used to hang out a lot um, and do just fun things like eating and going places and stuff like that. So we hung out for a very long time as friends in this larger friend group, I think. Mm-hmm. That's how I would...
1: Yeah. it's a good way to describe it. Describe it. <clears throat> yeah. That was where we initially met. Um, you know, there are seasons of life that you go through and I was going through a season of of healing. And so it was just, I, I wasn't looking for a relationship when we met, we were literally just being friends and trying to follow Jesus. That was kind of the, the whole goal we did. There was probably about eight or 10 of us that kind of ran around and did things together on a regular basis. And, um, Somewhere along the way, my heart began to heal and God did some work in me. And I kind of noticed this girl and realized that I kind of had a crush on her. And um, I think I said something and then I got in trouble from you, if I'm not mistaken on that. Um, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe yeah. I was maybe I was protective of Stacy.
1: You were. You were very yeah. protective of her.
0: Well, she's, she's like a daughter or a little sister. One or the other. I don't care. You you <laughs> choose which one. one. <laughs> like a daughter
2: makes me feel young. When you say that one. So I'll, yeah, I'll take so daughter today. On she's yeah. like a daughter yeah.
0: to me. Go clean your room. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so. so the crushing was a little mutual. Um, it was funny. We used to uh, my girlfriends at the time we'd stand outside your house for, we'd have the prayer meeting mm-hmm. And then I would stay outside of your house for about an hour after the prayer meeting, just talking at our car. Um, I don't know if you know, we did that, but we did I it did. all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, so topics of conversations range from everything during those those extra extra car time yeah. discussions. <clears throat> um, and at the time, that's when I was sharing that I had a little crush on on Justin and didn't quite know what to do with it because he didn't fit any of the boxes that I had anticipated. <laughs> um pursuing for a future husband. So yeah. that, was, <laughs>
1: that was an immediate violation. Um, you know, she did not. It, it, yeah, that was one of them. Um,
2: and sandals with socks.
1: Sandals with socks. I also, you know, at the time I was a chef and working in my catering business and I wasn't, you know, I hadn't gone through school, anything like that. That was one of the things that she wanted was somebody who was educated and valued education and I didn't kind of I didn't meet those criteria at the time, but um, it didn't seem to be that much of an obstacle, honestly. In retrospect, (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, so many things fill my mind. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah,
2: I know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how deep we want to go into it, but really, the thing that spoke to me during that season, what kind of made the crush come into more of reality was your heart for Jesus. And it was just so evident that that's what you were seeking. Yeah. And I was interested in that. I was interested in a person that was seeking after Jesus kind of full throttle, um, as messy as it might've looked at sometimes it just, um, it was something I'd never seen before in, in my particular life. And I was, I was attracted to that.
1: Yeah. She's going to make me cry. (laughs) That's the the
0: goal. Every couple has cried so far.
1: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> can
0: well, see um, do I get to interject anything?
1: Sure, go ahead. I mean, All you right. know the story because you lived the story. With both I was
0: there. I remember actually having conversations with both of you at different times about this and yeah. just trying to paint real pictures. This mm-hmm. is what you're getting. This is who you're getting. Uh, yeah. And so when you when when Justin uh, and I had our conversation it wasn't really as much of a smackdown as it was. Uh, um, this person is uh, pretty spectacular and uh, you're going to have to raise your game. Uh, and it was really, uh, it was, it was a fatherly challenge to Justin to say um, it's in you, you, you got it, but you can, um, you're going to have to raise your game and go places you've never been before mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to what you want to build. Cause Stacy standards are, are high, but they're correct, um, and I think we had a conversation similar to that. And then uh, my conversation with Stacy was, "You're really going to have to lower your standards." <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I said, "I think I said this." You're going to have to
1: limbo under your standards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to tunnel. Uh, no, I said, I think I, Stacy and I, because Justin and I have journeyed so much of his life together. I just said that you know you he doesn't check all your boxes. And that was the big thing you were saying is that that this is not, this is not the person that your 2.5 brain had thought of. Um, but, uh, there's so many good things in there, but this is what you're going to get. And these are the decisions you make with him. Uh, if he's going to be the guy, um, and in one sense, it wasn't, you can't go in and change him. Uh, this is just who he is. And, uh, love him or love him or leave him that's who that's the. that's this guy and uh, he'll rise to the occasion for you so i remember those those conversations um and uh and those are not easy conversations to have with people mm. um especially probably you guys probably walked away going leonard's a jerk <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he doesn't want us to be happy <laughs> um so uh you guys um you crushed, uh, and then it changed, uh, it changed from, we got a crush to, we're trying to figure something out here. Um, what was that like?
1: That's a, that's a very loaded question. (laughs) So there's a couple of things that I want to fill in the blanks for our listeners. I'm just going to be really vulnerable and honest about this because when you say there were some things that we had to make choices about, um, I, I, you know, let's just be real, I struggled with alcoholism and addiction. It was a big part of my life and a big part of my struggles. And so, you know, those conversations revolved around getting this piece right in my own life. Um, and then for Stacy, it was, this is going to be an issue in his life. Um, and so how are we going to navigate that together? And um, so that was, you know, those were, those were hard conversations. And so, it was let's pause and skip a beat and really process, do we really wanna do this? I mean, that was been really that kind of season after those conversations, that's what
0: happened.
1: It took several months and didn't really hang out together, didn't really talk, um, didn't talk on the phone, but just kind of just walked. Um, And then some time pictures of each
0: other on your cell phones.
2: And <laughs> there's no that cell was
1: that was <laughs> like cool cell phone. That was like back when Nokia was like the thing, you know. That was 9 texting. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> texting was we were still, you know, we're Gen X, man. We still talked on the phone. That was our true. That was our childhood. And so yeah. um when when we did cross that boundary that we were interested in thinking about going down this road a little further, we began having just we started talking at night on the cell phone. And good grief it was very much like a high school conversations you're on the phone until midnight yeah. an hour hour and a half would go by of just talking about life and I don't even remember the conversations at this point you hang um, up no you hang
2: up <laughs> probably did happen that Some way. Of that. yeah
1: <laughs> no you hang up first I mean seriously I mean we were in our 30s with this kind of conversation it was pretty funny we were
2: in our late 20s I'll just put that out yeah. there very true. Late, late 20s late late 20s yeah uh, there was a realization I had in my late twenties where I'm like, I'm not going to get married in my twenties. Okay. I can, I can deal with that. Um, yeah. So very similar. Like there was some things that we had to figure out for ourselves mm-hmm. and I, for myself personally, I know Justin had already been working on some of the stuff in his life and um, I didn't anticipate having to deal, you know, when you fall in love or when you're thinking of, of falling in love, you're not, your your feelings are, like just flowery and lovely and all these kinds of things. And and Justin kept throwing some wrenches in those flowery, <laughs> lovely kind of components that really had me stop and think about what it is that I wanted, who was God calling me to be, and um how was I going to have this person in my life? What, what was that gonna look like? Yeah. Uh, so we we did have a lot of breaks and pauses, and they were they were hard because I didn't want to break and pause, but I also didn't want to. Um, step into a situation where I couldn't have a full yes, where I couldn't be all in. And so some of that was my own wrestling and praying through that and and having um, guidance. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and I know we haven't gotten to the one thing yet, but I think that when I think about what helps a marriage thrive, I think about having someone as a, a guide along the way, yeah. you know, to kind of ask the right questions and help you figure out those next steps Um, I just think that's super important. It's been very helpful not only in our beginning stages of our relationship, but through our relationship in general. Yeah,
0: Mm, yeah, that's that's important. Really important. Um, uh, Stacy, you are a human being who likes to have all the questions answered. Um, you're hardwiring that. A control
2: fee, a control freak, in some. some Well, no, I would say (laughs) it's
0: a person who. who uses information well, so she likes a lot of it. Um, you know, you ask questions and you get you, you when you get your answers, you put it all in a structure. I mean, heck, we just spent a couple of weeks in Cuba, and I feel like I could have asked you for almost anything and you would have pulled it out of a bag or you know, uh, or something. Yes, the tic tacs are in the third pack down on the left, you know, <laughs> um, because you like to be prepared, and uh, and so um, at one point in time in our conversations, um, I remember, I I mean, that's always been your wiring, but I remember something along the lines of telling you that you're not going to be prepared for this. Mm Uh, you know, that you're, you're, you can do all the work you want, but marriage is not that thing you go, well, I'm so prepared. Now I've got all the questions answered um because the questions change and the questions are different and and what you thought you were answering actually wasn't even a question at all it was just simply a reality that you went that's really neat or oh that's a lot tougher and um we had that conversation at one point in time along the way and uh and um you breathed deeply and you went But when you exhaled, it almost was like you exhaled and faith entered.
2: Mm.
0: I love this guy and trust is here. I'm going to trust God. And and that to me uh, was a pivot point for you guys. Um, uh, Because I think you've hit some serious realities along the way. What does it mean to be married to somebody who has addiction? Uh, What does it mean to be somebody who wears sandals and socks?
1: Um, I don't do that anymore uh, we
0: we know um uh, Actually, but, did in India just as a joke
1: um but I haven't I, I mean, I really don't do that anymore yeah,
0: so yeah, yeah. we've got <laughs> photos um but what what do these things mean and um that was a that was a pivot point for you in that conversation. I'm not saying that the conversation did it, but when you your next steps forward moved into the relationship. You, you you quit tapping at the door and moving around it. You moved into it and went, okay, I'm here. Um, and uh, I think probably uh, you have modeled being here uh, for almost 18 years now. And that's a pretty cool thing. Well done. Well done. Yep. So, uh, and, and Justin, you're just a doofus. I know. In all the good ways. Um, now I think, uh, uh, I think for you, um, uh, you always want to do the right thing. Uh, and, uh, I think for you, the, the biggest process is just about unshackling yourself, uh, from weights that you didn't need to carry so that you could love Stacy well yeah. and be loved well by her. Cause yes. uh, you didn't always let people love you. Well, no, that's true. um, and uh, she broke down some walls that allowed you to go. Wait a minute, I I don't suck. Um, yeah. somebody right. of this caliber loves me.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's kind of fun for me to revisit it because, uh, um, uh, we had those conversations. You know, you guys are the byproduct of a lot of prayer on Marley's in my behalf, and uh, you know, to see you guys building something that other people look at and say, gosh, we're a little jealous.
1: Um,
0: that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun for me to walk, go. Wow. Look at that. Um, so let's go to that one thing. And uh, um, <clears throat> what, if you guys, and it could be different things for each of you, or it could be the same thing. Uh, nobody's judging here. I am <laughs> secretly. Um, but if, uh, what is that one thing that you guys are pointed to? We think this has been very pivotal or huge for, um, helping our marriage thrive.
1: I have been, so, um, our dogs are getting a little crazy. Sorry. I can't hear them. Oh no. But they're like, it's all of a sudden play mode for them in oh. the background. And I've been holding this close to my chest. My wife has been bugging me about this question as we've been getting ready for this podcast going, what's your one thing? And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> going to you. have to find out in real time.
0: She wants to know.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. And so I, um, I I have kind of held these cards close to my chest as I've been thinking about this, but I think you gave us some advice when we were actually, so we had stepped into the process of of engagement and you began premarital counseling with us. And you said something that I have held onto. And not only that, it has been something that I now use when I mentor couples getting ready to be married. Um, Because this for me has been so incredibly foundational is you have to trust your spouse's heart for you. Um, you can't second guess their motives, even though they may do something that, that hurts you. You have to trust their heart that that's not the intent behind it. Um, if they do something selfish or silly or something like that. And so um, the one thing for me has been watching her trust my heart when I screw up and then um, trusting her heart when I screw up because that seems to be the common denominator um, <laughs> that I'm still loved, that she's still with me, that she's still fighting for me, that we're still moving together, that she still wants the best, that um, God is going to do some healing work here. And, um, you know, it it really disarmed the, the second guessing that I had because of, I came out of another relationship that um, was very just just different in that there was a lot of things that i struggled with and some a lot of pain and a lot of frustration and a lot of um i didn't have a lot of freedom or i didn't feel like i had a lot of freedom and having and, and being given freedom um, to go hang out with my friends and guys you know that was um that was wild to be honest with you it was it was a great ride um the other thing that's much more of a personal thing but that was the best piece of advice that you ever gave us, in my opinion. It's been the one thing that's really kind of catalyzed. I agree. <clears throat> but here is, here's where I make Stacy cry. Um, She has this beautiful ability to find the positive in everything. And I have the ability to do the opposite. I can find what's wrong with every situation and My wife has been able to frame optimism and hope that has really unshackled me as a person. So it's beautiful. Um, She models hope in Jesus and hope in (laughs) ugly situations and hope in frustrating things in ways that are just, um, it's beautiful to watch. And it has so influenced my life in that um, I really—I mean, I still—I still lean negative, but I—I I don't stay there long like I used to. In fact, it's not my default all the time anymore like it used to be. Um, but she is—she's really taught me that—that's um, the heart of Jesus in the midst of all this is uh, to to find the good in people. In situations and in things, uh, and hold on to hope in those situations.
0: Hmm. That's pretty good, Stacy. You're really going to have to raise your game to top that.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I I agree with Justin with the um, trusting your spouse's heart, and um, that's something that I think we just both have held on to throughout our relationship. And um, don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean we don't have bad days or fights or difficulties that we're going through, but it's just a reminder of when those circumstances come, I can trust that Justin has my best interest at heart and he cares mm-hmm. for me in a way that, um, we're going to come back around to that center space,
1: yeah.
2: um, that his intentions are good, even if he's, if we make poor decisions. Right. Um, and, and that's both ways. And it's funny, I know you guys have been joking about, you know, my caliber, I'm going to use that word for a second, because that's the word that's come to mind. Um, but honestly I've seen us swap places over the last 18 years where he's this low steady riser and I'm this like declining force where I just get a little crazy and, and don't say the right things. And, um, and the loose cannon in the relationship more than anything else. Um, and on one hand it's awesome. I mean, it, it's really cool to see what God has done, um, individually in Justin's life and then collectively in our marriage. And then, um, then I'm like, oh gosh, what's happened to me? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I, I forget how to stand in it sometimes. Uh, so I think that's really the one thing is, is trusting each other's hearts for each other in mm-hmm. the secu- secular world. Sometimes we talk, um, call that assuming good intentions.
0: Yeah.
2: But I think when we think about it from a Christ centered standpoint, it really is about the trust of the heart, right? That, um, ultimately I'm going to come back and I want the best for you and I want the best for us together. Yeah. So what does that look like?
0: Wow. That's, um, <clears throat> that's kind of fun to hear. Um, Marilee always said, if I can't trust your heart, your, all your words feel like criticism. Well, um, and, uh, and so before you speak your words, make sure your heart is true. Make sure I can trust it. And, uh, um, and you know, it's funny because I think, um, uh, you say you're declining and you're the loose cannon. Uh, I think there's a word for that. Uh, I think you feel free. Mm. Uh, with Justin, you feel free. Uh, because I don't think you feel like you got to be always rising, always uh, on the increase. And uh, he's created a space for you, uh, where you can go because uh, you. You know, from the time I've known you, well, how old were you when you walked into church that one Sunday? You found us on Google or yeah. MapQuest
2: I, or something? I was <laughs> MapQuest. I was uh, probably 20, just around 20.
1: Pretty sure MapQuest was a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did find us on the
2: internet, though. I did. Yeah, I did.
0: did find us on the internet. And yeah. uh, um, from that time on, uh, uh, early on, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And uh, I think there's something about being married to somebody who gives you space because you trust uh because it goes back to that that I just don't think you feel the pressure uh, so because that loose cannon's probably always been inside of you. Uh, right. you just controlled it um and so that's actually that's actually evidence of what you guys are talking about that whole centerpiece of trust that uh, trusting each other's hearts, um, that matters so much. trusting each other's intentions. So um, let me see if I can uh, point point that into a question. Um, give me an example of how that uh, I trust I trust Stacy's heart. I trust Justin's heart. How does that impact your decision making? I'm not asking for you to give me a time when you guys had a had a fight and a blowout and well, we put but you guys make decisions all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how does that impact your decision-making?
2: I think one thing is that we don't make independent decisions. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean we can't you know, go out and buy a piece of, piece of clothing or what we want at the grocery store. But when it comes to big things that are going to affect our livelihood, we are making those decisions together. Mm-hmm. And we might come at it from a different angle. Um, it might be something that I want to decide yes or no to. And I'm either trying to convince or <laughs> have a discussion about that way, but typically it's coming from you. Um, and then I'm trying to like figure out how does that work in our life? Um, but I, I think that that's the main thing is, is to to recognize that we are one together and that those decisions matter. And when we have in the past made decisions without really sitting down and thinking them through, they haven't turned out to be the best decisions, Mm. right? And we have to kind of circle back and figure out how to untangle um, something that we might've intentionally made messy. So Mm. I think that that's that's how we do that. Um, And then coming back to the heart of that is saying, you know, let's think about it, let's discuss it, let's think about it by ourselves again, and let's come back together and then make a final decision on what we're gonna do next.
1: I think- um... For me, the the real world type of example is very similar to what she said, but <clears throat> there's a couple of things that we do in the midst of that. We give each other space to pause and process. Um, I tend to need, I know that Stacey needs time with, with things and decisions. So I want to do this thing. In my mind, the processing has been done. My wife needs time to chew and to sit on that for a minute. So I know that I need to give that to her and just trust that the process is going to happen and not, not feel the need to pressure. I just need to let her have the space and the freedom to do that. So that's a part of it for me in trusting her heart. Because the other piece of that is um, when she brings me something, I tend to just react. I, I, I have a terrible poker face. And I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, good, bad, and ugly. It just is what it is. I am the same guy at church. as is the same guy I'm at Disneyland. That's been who I want to be. And sometimes I react poorly in those situations. And so trusting um, her trusting my heart is giving me the space to make a stupid choice in the beginning and then to pause and think it through and come back and go, no, you're right. We need to do this. So I appreciate the patience that she has with me in, in, in doing that because they don't turn into knockdown, down, drag out fights. They turn into these situations where we just give each other the space to process. Because a lot of times, if, if when we're seeking God's heart in the midst of it, God will bring us to unity. It just takes, tif- it just takes time for us to process it differently. I mean, we're, she and I are so wired oppositely of one another. Um, I intuitively kind of lean into decision-making where she needs the, like you said, the information and then makes a decision because it's informed I don't work that way. Um, And so when it comes to those things, I I try to make sure I gather as much information as possible so that I can present it to her that way. Even though in my heart, it's already done.
2: Present, convince, I don't know. I mean, sometimes. Tomato, tomato.
0: It's all the same. How come we just said that at the same time?
2: oh gosh
0: you know that that to me is a fun fun thing to hear um because you both process so differently and uh um you know like you said justin you 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 admitted you admitted publicly that when you make a request you've already decided what it should happen mm-hmm. um you know and uh, um you're learning you you learn and are continuing to learn how to how to get your way secretively? No, um, had <laughs> to figure out uh, how Stacy gonna process. How does she hear it? Right. Um, when you guys come to that decision making place, um, uh, w- no matter what it is, uh, whether it is you uh, know the last in the last uh, seven or eight years or ten years or twelve years, I think you guys have found a new church. You've had a couple different homes. You've had uh, three or four cars. You've had a son move off to college. None of those are little decisions. Uh, Stacy, you've had some lateral and upward moves at work. Justin had to go to school and get a, a bachelor's degree. Then he got his master's degree. Then he signed on and became a, an intern at a, a free, <laughs> an unpaid intern at a church that turned into uh, a, a job that was. Uh, it was, I, I don't want to say it was part-time, but it wasn't
1: full-time. It was uh, part-time in the beginning. Yeah. It, it well, there's first-time.
0: nothing part-time about ministry is why I didn't yeah. want to say. It's like, no, <laughs> no.
1: You're, you're not wrong, but yeah. it, it was hourly. It was a part-time. Yeah.
0: And, and so none of those, um, you've had to make decisions about your family, your folks, uh, with their health and their journeys. Um, there's no, there's a lot of big stuff in there. Um, and, uh, so trusting each other's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Justin, you said it this way is that, uh, is that you, when you're in the process of something, um, you sometimes, uh, your process, it has a curve to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oftentimes it's just right. And it's great, but other times there's a dip to it and mm-hmm. you kind of go, well, I'm, I'm saying words and I'm acting away and I'm venting uh, in a way that um, I know Stacy's probably not always comfortable with, uh, mm-hmm. especially when it's out loud and in front of other people and uh, her grace to you to go, Hey, you know, it's all right. It's all right. And uh, to give you that space um, probably allows you to autocorrect correct faster. Um, Cause I watch, I, I watch you do that. I've seen you do that for years and uh her um uh her her graciousness to you uh trusting your heart that you're going to get to the right spot and both fact both of you said that uh, you trust each other that you're going to get to the right spot um how do you how do you guys uh, maintain that that wasn't we a laugh. list of questions stacy
1: <laughs> <No>. we <laughs> laugh a lot together um, one of the things that I see in our relationship is um, a lot of times we're just big kids. Um, in fact, my wife, as I was sitting there getting ready, we were eating breakfast and she was in the other room. She's like, you know, you're going to tell them the one thing is that when I walk by this, the, the, you're sitting on the couch watching TV, it's because I dance for you <laughs> and uh, just made a joke out of it. I just, I just thought it was silly. I was like, this is literally a perfect example of our relationship that is just full of silliness and shenanigans and so one of the things for us is we keep a lot of it's pretty lighthearted um for the most part yeah at the same time we deal with a lot of real honest painful stuff in our life um
2: i think one of the other things that we do consistently and you said this this morning when we were talking earlier is that we make sure and this is also another leonard teaching um that we have sufficient margins in our lives for each other yeah and so, um, one of the things we do well is that we don't fill up our time with a lot of extra places or people or, um, or things to do and, and to, from that word perspective. And so even sometimes in my own personal journey, I, I think, oh gosh, I'm boring. or well, <laughs> people don't really want this life because, you know, we, we go to work, we come home and we hang out together. And what, whether it be that we're just sitting in front of the TV or doing something, we're together. Yeah. And we've created that space to have margin in our life so that we don't, um, not have the opportunity to be present with each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, that uh, allows us to have the silliness allows us to be able to see each other's hearts and, and the good times and the bad times. But, um, I remember early on, uh, in, in our marriage, um, some of my girlfriends would, it, it was a struggle, right? Like yeah. try to carve out time to hang out with other people and, there would be little comments made like, "Oh, well, you always see him or you're with him all the time?" But that was the important thing, right? was to be a part of each other's lives consistently. Um so if we didn't have the same hobbies, we were still going to be together. If we didn't have the, you know, and now we've we've grown into some of the same hobbies and yeah. similar things that we like to do together. But that took time, yeah. right? <laughs> so it's really about um making sure that this relationship is in the center um other than jesus jesus is, jesus <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. is pretty good
2: throw that out there um and that we prioritize that
1: yeah, yeah. it's it's true people think we're boring because we, we just are boring. Don't have this is our life you know we we get up we go to work i i mean my rhythm is i go to the gym i come home she's getting ready she goes off to work she comes she goes to the gym I have dinner ready for her. I mean, that's pretty much it. And then we have two and a half hours in the evening because we go to bed early because I'm up at early and, you know, that's four days, five days of the week for us. I mean, we don't do a lot in the evenings. We don't do a lot on the weekends unless we have a trip planned or one of us is going to visit one of our family members, you know, cause like as much as we want to take care of our folks they live in opposite ends of the country from one another. One is in Oregon, the other one's in Southern California. And so, um, you know, the trying to just navigate that of how do we, you know, the both of them are having health issues at this point, you know, her, her mom, my dad, um, my mom's getting older. Um, so it's just, it, it's just there. there's this tension is is kind of, you know, but how do you how do we do it together? We talk about it. We just have conversations. Hey, I'm going to need to go visit my mom. All right, cool. When do you need to do it? I'm thinking this time, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to clear? What can we do for ourselves? Um, Or, you know, she's got a conference coming up and she goes, Hey, let's do some Disney while we're going to the conference. I'm like, heck yeah, let's do that. And so, and then at the same time, I'm like, Oh, I could make a, I could double that up and make it a trip to go visit my pops and just check in on him. And so it's just, we talk every day. Um, here's what's funny. We don't talk during the day much anymore, like we used to. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of that is because we're just so busy with the things that we do. Um, You know, when we first married, I was kind of a stay at home dad, uh, part-time taking care of our son. And um, I mean, full-time with him, but part-time and work here and there doing different odds and ends, catering that kind of stuff. But then when he got older and I got into ministry, I became a full-time position. Um, you know, I worked at a drug and alcohol rehab that just happened to be Monday through Friday. Um, and so, you know, our schedules just shifted after that. And so we had to learn how to make sure we had the time together. So that's what we do. We just guard it.
2: I think though, you said something earlier about, um, feeling free to be able to do other things that are important to you, like hang out with your friends and go camping, all the things that I don't like to do. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and, and we still do that as well. So I don't want it to be heard that we don't allow oh, for the space to, yeah. um, to meet the other needs that we have individually to be with male friends or female friends mm-hmm. or do those kinds of things. And, but, but we're so, since we spend so much time to each with each other, it's not, it doesn't become a sacrifice. It doesn't become one more thing we're trying to squeeze in. It becomes yeah. um, something that we're able to manage in a way that makes us both healthier
1: a lot of times i schedule it when she's already got something going on um she's going one direction i'm like oh i might as well just go do this and so i go hang out with them or something like that um so it's you know it's not the big compromise like it used to be but again we're also in a different season of life i mean when our son was in school and doing sports that was our world we were together with him we we made dinner we had family dinners we We just, this was our rhythm of life. We just spent as much time together. We were at all of his sporting events. Um, We wanted to be there, you know, because we wanted, you know, we wanted to raise a healthy 30 year old, not just a kid, you know, who moved out at 18. We want a healthy adult. And so we wanted to maintain that relationship. And so uh, thankfully we do. In fact, he just went to Cuba with us as well. And, um, you know, he did incredibly well in such a challenging environment. And so it was, it was cool. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch both of them, honestly. So, yeah.
0: Well, the Cuba stretched him good. Um, it, did. It, it stretched it did. him good, but he rose to the occasion and he, he did all the stuff we asked to take care of himself. So um, there's a couple words that come to mind when you guys are talking about this. Um, Justin, you and I've talked a lot of, for a lot of years about the rhythm of life. Um, that when life has no rhythm capacity goes away uh, and a part of uh, a part of the process of of just being in each other's life we've talked a lot about rhythm and capacity but you guys are actually describing partnership mm-hmm. um you know we're partners and that i think i when we first sat down i said that's probably the most important word in marriage partnership it's the original word that god uh it's the original design of god Adam has no partner. He needs a partner. Um, mm-hmm. And to see you guys excelling at that. And then the other thing that I think is, uh, is um, you didn't say this, but I can see it in your faces. And I've also seen you model it. Um, uh, Stacy, you're, you you do not just give a, a kitchen pass to say you can go hang out with your friends. You actually want him to uh, because, because you know, that brings him joy. You know, he loves his friends. And you also trust that he's not trading you for his friends you know he's not running off to his friends uh going oh you're never gonna guess what the old ball and chain did this week um you know and and you you have that trust trusting each other's hearts and and vice versa you know you want her uh to be uh with her friends to do the things she does in ministry um you may not know this Stacy but he brags on you every time we talk about mm-hmm. how good you are at at uh, just loving and caring for others and creating environments where where people can experience God. Um he boasts on that about you. Uh, and he he loves to see you in that place and shine. Um and so uh, I think that's uh that's some pretty spectacular um uh, building that you guys are doing. Um, let's go back to that trust thing. You trust each other's hearts. Um, the One of the pieces of advice I know I gave you because I give it to every couple that I spend time with is you actually have to love your marriage more than you love each other.
2: Well,
0: um, uh, <laughs> you, you were probably nodding off at that time. Yeah, uh, but kidding. that you have to be able to sit back and go, you know, we're going to treat our marriage with a higher value, we're gonna pour into this marriage uh, with a higher value than uh, than just pouring into our own life or giving into the other person. And uh, you guys are modeling that, and it takes trust to do that. So my question is, um, with the idea of, of trust, trusting each other, trusting Jesus, trusting your hearts uh, for each other, uh, or each other's heart for you, um, you 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 brought out how it helps you make decisions. Um, you've tied into that how it helps you resolve conflict. Um, how does it help you plan your future and your tomorrow? Because uh, you know you guys you guys are at that age now. You got an empty nest. You got all kinds of freedom. Uh, you're you're completely happy where you are, content where you are in terms of each other. Um, but God's speaking to each of you about, Hey, what's our next season? What's going to happen when, when, uh, Stacy retires, what's going to happen when, uh, how does that help you think about, um, uh, not your decision of where we're going to go have dinner, but your tomorrow. That question wasn't on the list either, Stacy.
2: Mm-hmm. I know you're throwing them at us.
1: I think, um. I think one of the immediate conversations we would probably have, and have had in at least in some form, is what does the reality of retirement look like? Yeah. In fact, we just had some conversations with you know her financial planner just to see okay what does it look like with the county. Um, I don't feel like God's saying leave California, at least right now. I don't see it feel like in fact, I feel called to California. I feel called to Citrus Heights. I feel I I feel like God has very clearly told me you belong here, um, serving in this capacity in this season. And so but as the future goes, I don't know. I just want to trust whatever he wants to do for us. Um, But I don't. Here's what I don't see. I don't ever see true retirement. um, In that we're going to go jet set and golf and go on trips and (laughs) cruises and that's not going to be who we are. Um, we might do trips and those sorts of things, but we're still going to serve Jesus. I mean that's the purpose of this life and so but we also again with the rhythms of life that we have, we will find a way to have rhythms of fun in the midst of it I, I just it's just who we are um, so thinking about the future, you know, yes, we're planning for our future financially, but really it's let's stay healthy where we are physically. That's another, that's a big piece for us at this point is let's make sure that we're taking care of ourselves physically um, because we want to be able to have the next 10, 15 years, you know, up and around and maybe more, hopefully more Mm. longer. You're young. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's just, that piece is a bigger, that's become a bigger priority in our lives. And so, and it's taken, it's, it's a bigger commitment than I anticipated initially. Um, it, you know, it easily takes, you know, 10, 12 hours, 13 hours a week for the both of us. Um, yeah. it's, it's a big chunk of time to, to commit that. But um, for us, it, it's not, it's, it's a non-negotiable at this point. It's something that we have to make sure is a regular rhythm of our life. And so um, we make sure that we have time for the gym. I mean, that's, and, and we like our gym people. In fact, the gym has become a place of ministry. It's shocking how much uh, influence that God has used us in the world that we live in, in that place. Um,
2: when I think, yeah, I, I echo all that. I just think um, the future to me, even though I've grown and developed and and um, am a little bit less controlly in some ways, I still think um. Gosh, I am comfortable right now. Like I feel really like we're we're at this stage in our lives and in our marriage and in our work and all those things where I feel a great sense of comfort. Um, and you know, like it, it's I understand what's going to happen on a daily basis. And I like that. Like that's where I thrived, right? That that's and so when I think about this trans these times of transition that might be coming in the future, I'm not saying I'm overly worried about them, but it is something that I um, I don't come into as easily as Justin does. And so just trying to kind of consider what that looks like and stretch my, myself still yeah. in a way that helps us both to grow and develop as we grow and develop, <laughs> right? like, as we get older, um, to not just to be, to not just stay in the comfort comfortable. I mean, I think it's okay. I think there are seasons where God's like, yeah, you're good, you know, just sit there and that's okay um but i have a feeling he is going to stretch us again and that will require some some faith and some discomfort on my part mm. initially to get to that next next stage
0: i always think this way I never love where i am at so much uh that i might miss where god's going to take me because mm. uh, i i love where we're almost wherever i am at every time mm-hmm. you know yeah. i'm comfortable and i turned uh, 60 and the first thing i said when i got out of bed was god if you could squeeze another 25 years out of this body i'd sure appreciate it maybe mm-hmm. 30 but then marley's like mm, <laughs> i don't think i'm going to like how cranky you are in your 90s <laughs> you know um but uh yeah um i love those answers um let's let's bring it around to this uh there's a young couple sitting out there right now listening And they're trying to figure out, um, uh, they're doing well, man. Life is good. They both make money. They have kids or whatever. They don't have kids. Uh, All their bills are paid. They got a church they love. They're doing well. Um, Take a second and encourage them uh, with that one thing or just encourage them in in their life.
1: I think, um, I think the encouragement I would have for a couple in, in that space is don't neglect your personal time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, man, of all the things that have benefited us, it's the fact that I sit with Jesus every day because he changes me and I'm a better husband for it. I'm a better friend. I'm a better father, all those things. Um, you you know, it it is easy to get into those rhythms and get really comfortable. Um, It really is. And man, great job for getting there. Cause seriously, that's, that's a feat. And honestly, when you have little ones running around, it feels like, Oh my gosh, it's so much because there's so many demands and so many things going on. And um, honestly, at this point, it's hard to remember that season uh, because it feels like it was so long ago. Um, we've been empty nesters now for almost five years.
0: Wow. I
1: mean, he he went off fall of 2018. He went off to college and he hasn't come home since. And uh he still gonna... visits everybody. He <laughs> well, just yeah, he does. I mean, that <laughs> I, I not <don't> even...
2: <laughs> lived at home. <laughs> he hasn't lived at home since
1: we we still have a great relationship and talk on the phone and, and text and those sorts. Of... He's not a texter, it's funny, but um, we still communicate and uh but the 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 rhythms change and that's the other thing is recognize that seasons are going to change for you just because it is this right now doesn't mean it won't be something different in two to five years yeah yeah that's that's the thing is embrace change learn to love it gosh um, because like you said there is something fun about every season it's just different Um, I remember when when we first became empty nesters I was like this house is so quiet it was weird Uh, It felt so, um, I don't know, it just felt so odd. (laughs) Um, But I was so incredibly grateful that we, one of my fears was that we wouldn't like each other when Zachary moved out. I was, was, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous about that. I'm going to, it's just going to be she and I, there will be no distractions. Are we still going to like each other? You know, are we still going to be in love? Is this still going to be a thing? And um, praise God that it still very much was and very much is, so, um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think my encouragement would be to um, not turn on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so easy that when you're in that um, season where things feel good, right? Like where you're checking all the boxes that society has us check off. It's just easy to say, this is it. I'm here. I'm just going to click that little autopilot button and just kind of coast through not only the season, but through the rest. And you can just miss so many things Mm -hmm. when you do that. um, You're missing that connection point, those connection points that are really vital. So just be intentional about, um, not doing that is what my encouragement would be just to Mm -hmm. stay present.
0: All right. I love that. That's actually a lot of wisdom. Um, there's a, there's a couple out there maybe listening and thinking, gosh, we're, we're trying to decide if we should get married. We're trying to decide if we should be engaged. We're thinking of all that stuff. Um, uh that that leads a lot of open questions it leaves a lot of unanswered uh you're you're going to get married and make promises that uh, you have no idea what it's going to take to keep them uh love honor cherish sickness health better worse rich or poor um Mm. you know implied in there is that you're going to go through those seasons by working hard choosing joy uh the 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 vows carry a lot um so give that couple who's going, man, we we're, we're in love, man. We are in love, and we're going to get married. Give them a little bit of input uh, about uh, what it might look what what you would tell them as as almost having an adult marriage now.
2: <laughs> I would. Um, I think I would first and foremost tell them to have grace for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the early stages of your marriage, I just, I remember the first couple of years just thinking, I, I would literally look at, look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, I don't really like me very much mm-hmm. um, because w- marriage is a great reflector, right? Of who you are because someone's always with you. And so um, I wasn't very graceful to myself those first couple of years. I was just really what you said earlier, Leonard, about being hard on myself. I just carried that into the first um, part of my marriage. And I don't think it showed outwardly, but it definitely affected, um, the way in which I stepped into things. And so for that couple, who's just stepping in, it's all great. I mean, you get to step into a marriage with someone that you love and cherish, but sometimes things get revealed that you didn't anticipate. Mm -hmm. And so just to create space for that and to, um, give yourself grace for that. Mm
1: -hmm. That's so good. Find out what the low-hanging fruit is, dude. Mm-hmm. There are low-hanging fruit in your wife's in your relationship with your wife that if you do them, you will win her. Um, for my wife, it was making the bed, and mm-hmm. I missed it for ten years. Ten years, Leonard. That's I know. A I'm, that's a long time. <laughs> But it, re- it took me a long time to realize that I need to chase low-hanging fruit. There's low-hanging fruit in my wife's life, you know, and I need to do, I need to knock that stuff out. And so here's what I can tell you guys, if she's bugging you about it, that's low-hanging fruit. Do it. Just do it all the time. Figure it out. If it's, hey, put your laundry in the basket, don't leave your socks on the floor, put them in the basket. Seriously. Um, at least for me, those are things that I go, man, I wish I had done that right out of the gate. I'd have looked like such a rock star as a (laughs) husband initially. Um, I I still laugh about this because I completely misunderstood what she said for years. She used to say that our first year of marriage was the hardest year of her life. Hmm. And I heard that as because of me, that I was the reason it was the hardest year of her life. And she had to explain it to me more than once. No, 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 it's not that. It's because it's a revealer of my character. And I still thought, oh, you're, but you're telling people it was the hardest year of your life. That is kind of bad. <laughs> and, Can we choose different words? And I'm the common denominator in that. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we, we we laugh about it now, thankfully. And um, But it, it is, it's very much a revealer of our, our character. There's also some lessons that looking in retrospect, I wish I would have learned better. My wife is really phenomenal at making a house a home get out of her way and let her make your house a home and make it beautiful and do whatever she does. It's how she sees the world. and so um, I had too many opinions about stupid things that I didn't need to have opinions about um and I I really had to learn to just go, man, I love that. thank you for doing that. It's really beautiful. I really appreciate it. Um, and I still don't do it as well as I want to. Um, but our house is about to change for the season. I can just feel it. it's already starting to shift. I've seen some things appear and disappear in our home for decor. And um, what I know is what she loves. And so um, instead of having to have an opinion about the type of bedspread that we have, I just shut up, shut your mouth, just let her, let her lean into what she loves and and let it be beautiful. And um, I don't have to have an opinion on everything. That's the other thing I, I guys, it's, it's, if she's asking for it, great, give it. But if she doesn't want to know, She's not asking you to fix it. I don't need to fix it. She's just processing. Let her process. Um, you know, those are those are things that I if I could tell myself some wisdom in the future or in the past, um, I, I probably would. Now, I also needed to grow up a little bit, too. So. Um, that, that. But that's some of the advice that I would give, you know, someone in my shoes, getting ready to get married, Um is just give, give yourself grace, but also um, just listen to more, find that low-hanging fruit and chase it because it's easy. Um, And and again, it's if they're bugging you or, and and I hate the word nag, it just, I hate that word, but if they're nagging you about something or if they're saying something repetitively, guess what? That's the low-hanging fruit. Um, She would come home and say stuff like, gosh, I love it when you make the bed. The bed (laughs) is so pretty when it's made. And now we have this knucklehead of a dog that immediately jumps on the pillows and just sprawls them everywhere <laughs> across the living room. So it doesn't matter when you make the bed. You have to remake the bed later in the day.
0: As long as you don't come home. I love it when the dog's not here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, let me wrap up with this question. Uh it's for each of you. Um you got married. Uh I think you went in with uh Eyes wide open, but not 2020 vision. Um, it's you didn't get to see everything because you just couldn't. Um, but you knew that uh, uh, whatever you saw, you'd be there for. Um, but there's probably something good that you'd go. You know what? I had no idea when I married this lug, uh, when I married this beauty, that um, that this would come with it, and I'm so happy it did. Uh, it's the bonus uh it's the rose on the corner of a cake uh that you get um Justin, what is the what is the bonus that you what man I had no idea that when I married Stacy um that she would also bring this and I love it. I'm so glad and I love that part uh Stacy this that question's coming to you as well. Justin, I'll let you go first.
1: I've already said some of it that she brings a sense of fun. Um, she sees optimism like I never have. Um, I didn't know I was getting that. I didn't know I was getting somebody who was so incredibly optimistic that it would shape my life in such a beautiful way. Um, I also didn't know how, um, how incredibly creative she was
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, when I brag about the events and the things that she does and the creativity that comes with it, I am in awe of it when I say it because I don't, I just, I don't see the life world that way. Um I'm okay serving chicken out of a cardboard box. My wife is not. <laughs> and, um, you know, the the details that matter to her are because it's about creating that environment that feels beautiful and welcoming. And, um you know, as a guy, I just don't think that way um, and, uh, I love that about her. I just love the, the world that she creates in our home. It feels nice. It really does. I also didn't know that I would have a fierce guardian of my sobriety. Um, one of the things my wife has, uh, She chose to do this when we got married was to never pick up a drink again. And she hasn't, but she also guards our home like a warrior. I mean, she will not let alcohol come into her house. And she's very protective of my space because this is my safe space. Um, I I need, I, I can come home and never have to worry about, um, my home being a safe place for me not to worry about drinking or drugs or anything like that. And, um, she guards that ferociously. She thinks about it more than I do, to be honest with you at this point. Um, I forget about it, but she doesn't. In fact, she'll say to me often, you realize there's going to be drinking at this party. Right. And I go, Oh yeah, you're probably right. I didn't even think about it. She didn't even think about it. Um, thank you. You know, and it's not in a nagging, angry, confrontive type of way. It's just in a, I love you. and I want to help protect you. And I want you to be thinking about this because she knows me. I don't think about that stuff. Anymore. It's just not a part of my rhythms. So, um, I didn't know. I didn't know well done.
0: That. Well done champion. <laughs> That's very cool. Beautiful words.
2: Yeah. Um, so two things. One, it just, I didn't realize how much of a cheerleader, cheerleader I'd have in my husband, because I do know he brags on me and that's pretty cool. And not only does he brag on me, but he encourages me to continue with what works and when it's hard and kind of sorts through those things with me in a way that I didn't anticipate. Um, But, you know, when I, going back to what first drew me to him, that fierce, following after Jesus you know i i i literally have a picture in my head of when i remember thinking of that and where he, where we were sitting and all the things that were happening like gosh i want a guy who is going to follow jesus and i didn't think it would ever stop necessarily so that's not what's surprising me or what's extra but the intensity has increased in a way that i didn't anticipate hmm. right like this not only was i on fire here and on fire is not the word it was this, I need this so much and that I can't survive without Jesus in my life. And 18 years later, I need this so much that I can't survive without Jesus in my life. helps us to be where we need to be as a couple inspires me to be where I need to be as an individual. And it's just stinking cool. Um, yeah. you know, like I'm just so grateful, um, that it's grounded in our marriage is not only grounded in the truth, but it's actually real. Mm -hmm. It's authentic. And it's not something that we just go to church on Sunday. Um, but he leads in a way that wants me that, that brings out me, my desire to want to follow even more closely as well, not because we're in competition, but because he just models it so well, like I need Jesus. And so do you. And so go get them, <laughs> you know, um, I just didn't expect it in the, the volume huh. and the consistency. Wow. Um, I'm very grateful for that.
0: Those are some pretty, uh, pretty stellar uh, words. Uh, I think nice. it's a great way to wrap up our time together. Uh, I'm proud of both of you individually and together and uh, love you both with all my heart. Thanks for uh, being our first uh, couple on that one thing. Uh, Stacy, you did good. Thanks. <laughs> and even, even the questions I changed on you, you did good. Um, but you guys have a lot of good material to work with. Uh, I wasn't worried about that. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for being on say yes and become and uh, hey. Join in, like us, follow us, share us, tell a friend, and that's all we got for today. Woo-hoo.